Uh, so why doesn't Logan Paul high-five people? Why? He likes to leave them hanging. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and film it. Oof. Yeah, and film it too. <laughs> oof. That's a that's a that's a large load size oof. <laughs> I would tell a joke about abusive dads, but I only remember the punchline. <laughs> uh, yesterday I broke Sarah's heart. Uh, Ching sawing her ribs open was the hard part. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rough. In spirit Roof. of Halloween. Yeah. Do you guys know why uh, Africa is named Africa? Why? No. Because Hungary was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know what's stronger than family? Uh-uh. No. The tree Paul Walker crashed into. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shit. That's a couple of uh, solid jokes there. I liked them. Yeah. That last one was uh, brutally true, I think. <laughs> That's two yeah. episodes in a row with Paul Walker jokes. Paul Walker jokes. He's going to come <laughs> back know. and haunt us in a couple of days here. I know. That's okay. I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing Paul Walker. I'd, I'd say what's up, you know, might as well. <clears throat> On tonight's episode or today's episode, depending on what time you're listening to this podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about just stupidly outrageous expensive crap that we have found online related to either uh, video games or card games or maybe computer parts or computers themselves or just whatever. Ridiculously just stupid stuff we have found online that is ridiculously expensive <clears throat> that uh, maybe you would buy, maybe you wouldn't buy, maybe you actually own it and you just don't realize how rich you are. Um, and this is all stemming off of uh, yesterday's, or I guess one of our episodes, where we had discussed uh, Super Mario 64 selling for, what was it, 1.5, like 1.4, 1.5, yeah dollars it had broke a record just literally back on uh, like july 11th 2021 um but when uh, i was reading that i didn't read the most recent article there's actually a different video game that broke the record not even one month later surprisingly so that, enough so that one from the super mario it's not the record that's anymore. not it's not the record anymore. There's a different record that was broken on August 6th, just uh, two months ago. Not even one month after Super Mario 64 breaking the record. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just start this off with my list that I got here for: um, Is your Mario worth millions? One of the uh, first ones, July 2020. The crazy thing is that these are all pretty recent. I guess it's not too crazy. I would kind of expect them all to be relatively, like, recent, you know? The older the shit gets, the more expensive it's going to get. And with inflation, you know, there's probably going to be a larger number involved for what it would have been worth 30 years ago, so, right? As long as the market doesn't, you know, drop out, kind of like it did for baseball cards, like, 20 years ago, where it just tanked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Uh, on, in July, I don't have a date, but in July, in July of 2020, so oddly enough, I guess actually during the pandemic, someone decided to buy a, a copy of Super Mario Bros and, uh, sold for $114,000, showed up in an auction sporting a 9.4 A plus, uh, rating, and then ultimately sold for $114,000. So this was the uh, Super Mario Bros. That was for the the SNES, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So shortly after that, in November 2020, Super Mario Bros. 3, that was for the SNES. Um, this sold for then a <clears throat> different record for that particular video game for $156,000. Um, and this was 
a copy of Super Mario Bros. 3. The game sported a 9.2 A-plus rating. Um, yeah, and just sold for even fucking more, even fucking more money. Then, July 9th, this is where it gets uh, a little ridiculous. Two records broken within two days of each other. <clears throat> July 9th, 2021, Legend of Zelda sold for $870,000. Absolutely ridiculous. Jesus. Yeah. Um... That's with, it's, like, original packaging and stuff, or just the game? Yep. Yeah. No, like, original packaging, like, unopened, all that kind of stuff. Like, sealed in a in a box for years, basically. Um, so this was for the NES. It was a copy of it. Um, nothing, like, too crazy special for about it, um, except for just its pristine uh, condition, basically. So, um, and then exactly two days later, on July 11th, Super Mario 64 sold for $1.56 million. Jeez. Nice. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, basically, uh, the first three dimensional Mario World game um, went on went on sale. Eleven point nine million copies were sold as one of the best selling Nintendo sixty four games of all time. See, and see that just like surprises me, right? Like, there's that many copies floating around, and that's like the most expensive one. Wouldn't you think it'd be some old game that, like, I don't know. It must be mon- yeah. money laundering or something, you know? Yeah, well, and I'm guessing that all the copies that are out there, there, I mean, there has to be some that are probably still untouched that we just don't know about, and the people sure. are still hanging on to it, just like, oh, well, if it sold for 1.5 now, it'll sell for $3 million, like, four, four years from now, you know? So I'm guessing that there has to be more. The, the game, so Super Mario 64 was the highest-selling game or sold the most copies for the N64. Second to that, it was Mario Kart 64 with 9.8 million. So nearly 2 million copies less than Super Mario 64. Which is a little surprising. I honestly thought uh, Mario Kart would have sold more copies with, you know, I guess just how popular that game is right now still. so Yeah, but a lot of gamers uh, don't have friends to play that game with. <laughs> True. So the single player games True. are going to sell more. This is very, very true. So, and then on August 6th, not even a month later, 2021, Super Mario Bros. for the NES, which was the very first game on this list, um, turned around and sold on August 6th for $2 million flat. Oh, my God. Absolutely insane. I just choked on my spit. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, man. Mitch is like, I have one of those in the basement. Dear God, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> God damn. Unfortunately, ours are beaten to shit. There's no cover, no original box, no manual, no nothing. Game worth about works. Worth about True Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> True Fitty. So this one was bought by a company that buys collectibles and then sells shares of those collectibles to investors who then receive a portion of the profit upon a resale. So they had turned down a $300,000 offer before heading off to an auction and getting a $2 million offer on it. Jeez. Yeah. Fucking insane. Dude, I had no idea, though, that there were companies that sold stocks of collectibles, and then you get a portion of it. That's kind of cool. So maybe you don't necessarily own a Super Mario Bros., but you are going to continue to believe that any Mario game is going to continue to go up in value. So you could take money literally right now, invest in a Super Mario Bros, just a game anywhere. They could sell it in 10 years and it could potentially, I mean, from according to this article, if you had purchased, I guess, Super Mario Bros on July, whatever, 1st, 2020, it was $114,000. And then, Almost exactly a year later, it did. It sold for twenty times that amount. So if you invested whatever a hundred dollars, exactly one yeah, year later, twenty you get $2, twenty times more. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I had no idea you could do that. I mean, I don't think I ever would because that's probably more of a gamble than the stock market is. 
yeah. and knowing what the fuck is actually not only is it like really going to increase in value but having the right buyer and an auction how's that dude feeling that day that wants to buy it i don't know there's like too many variables you know just feeling really lucky is that a really I good guess. gut feeling i guess so that is uh that is at least my list of ridiculously expensive video games that have sold so do you guys got any uh cool lists or items that you have found on the internet on the internet i, I found one what do you got mitch gage did you ever play Yu-Gi-Oh? oh yeah 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 hell yeah okay rob i think we actually have to look through if we can find the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I think we have to look through because I think we actually have one of these cards that's worth. Is it a blue eyes white dragon? There is one that's a blue eyes white dragon, but it's it's this like special edition one. But okay, um, you know, there's there's a lot of cards on here that I don't I don't think you guys would recognize. You know the 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 eleventh uh, most expensive card ever sold was sold in December 2020. For six point five thousand dollars, it's called United We Stand. Uh, remote Dual at Home twenty twenty promo. Oh, so this may have been a card from like twenty twenty even. Oh, because okay. it's you know I, I keep seeing uh, let's see, in an effort to raise spirits during the COVID nineteen pandemic, Konami launched the Remote Dual at Home promo, a promotional sweepstakes in North America where three. Hundred secret rare copies of the spell card United We Stand were handed to fortunate housebound duelists. I didn't even know that Yu-Gi-Oh was still even a thing, but... Yeah, I had no idea. It's alive and kicking, and they were just giving out cards that are worth $6,500. So, which is kind of crazy, considering, like, one of the... You'd think that Pokemon cards, man, would hold like a ridiculous value to them but at least on on the books um one of the highest selling as everyone knows right Char- charizard uh holographic first edition sold for three hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars just back in december 2020 but there's easily there's easily other cards though that are selling for like way more than that though when it comes to collectibles you yeah know? yeah so uh I mean, like I said, the, the list goes up from here. Like, so I'm pretty sure we have one of these cards actually that are worth quite a lot. Uh, number nine on I the list, have... you guys remember Exodia? How you had to have all five cards to make yeah. Exodia. Yeah. To make the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Exodia, the forbidden one, which I think is just the head. Yeah, it's the head of Ex- Exodia is yeah. worth. Uh, it was sold at, for $8,000 in November of 2020. Yeah. So just a, a year ago. Uh, the Dark Magician Girl, if you guys remember that card, that one sold yep. for $9,000 in 2020. Damn. There's a Red Eyes Black Dragon oh. that uh, sold for 10600 in 2021, January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got some other, you know, little little lesser known cards. And here's the one that I think that we might have, Rob. It's the uh, Legend of Blue Eyes Dark Magician, which is the first edition Dark Magician. But it's not just the standard purple one. It's got like red, uh, red like, I don't know, detailing accents. Yeah. In June of 2021, this card sold for $85,000. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Video. Okay. $85,000. See, so in I could have sworn Mitch that either me or you did have a blue eyes white dragon at some point in time. I could have sworn that I remember I'm, one of us I'm, having that card. I'm pretty sure we have two, but I don't think our card looks like the one that that's listed here, but because blue eyes white dragon. So many different editions of it over the last yeah. <clears throat> 20 years or whatever exactly and right. all, all the expensive selling cards are all like first editions yeah from the so 90s. if you have the legend of blue eyes white dragon first edition in october of 2020 that sold for eighty five thousand one hundred dollars. it'll tell you if it's first edition in like the the very bottom like right corner or left corner of the left card, corner yeah it? yeah 
And that's uh, that's only the second most expensive card on the list. It's the 85000 I mean, this list is a little... So so the, the number one most expensive card on the list actually doesn't even have a value because it's the only card ever made of it. Huh. Yeah, the, the story behind it was that in 2002, there was a 14-year-old Yu-Gi-Oh! fan named Tyler Gressel who was diagnosed with a rare form of liver cancer. Upon hearing about his battle, Make-A-Wish Foundation made a thing happen, and he was a Dragon Ball Z fan. And so they, like, got, uh, what, Konami or whoever whoever the owner of Yu-Gi-Oh! is, those, yeah. that company, to make a card called Tyler the Great Warrior, and it's modeled after Trunks, future Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, you know, it's it's got good stats on it. Uh the Tyler Gressel beat his his battle with cancer, so he's he's still alive and he still owns the card. But yeah, it's it uh like I said, it doesn't have a value right now, but uh theoretically speaking, since it's literally the only edition out there, it could be worth hundreds of thousands. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now, Tyler the Great Warrior um yeah he still has the card it looks like yeah and the the pictures the card looks pretty cool man it definitely it looks uh i guess it's been so long since i've watched dragon ball z it's hard to believe that that was supposed to be oh yeah no that i guess that is future the future trunks huh that's like a super saiyan 2 form yeah pretty much yeah that's pretty badass man my my life is so lame i don't have any cards made after me (laughs) Oh, you want some fuck? cancer, and maybe they'll make you one. <laughs> yeah, just you know, go smoke like not... ten packs of cigarettes and hope you get lung cancer, and then just go microwave your nutsack. <laughs> yeah, microwave your nutsack, <laughs> uh, and then uh, contact this company and hope that they make a a Yu Gi Oh card after me. Sure. Yeah, nope. and in there the meantime, go. you can uh, carry around your giant nuts in a wheelbarrow and just smoke a shit ton of medical marijuana. Well, yeah, only dude. once they get too big. When they're, yeah. you know, yeah. you can hop around on them for a while. Yeah. Yep. And some funky musical play in the background, and <laughs> just cruise around town. <laughs> so, I look at, uh, how often do you guys look at Pokemon cards, and how much they sell for? Never. Eh, sometimes. Never? So... I've kind of, ever since, like, you or, I mean, sorry, Pokemon cards blew up online quite a bit. And people started buying and trading them again. Um, I look at it all the time, man, just wondering. I know exactly where my Pokemon cards are sitting at. I've just never pulled them out to actually see if I have anything of value. Because I'm just kind of like, I don't know if now's the time. I feel like I could wait another 10 years and it'd probably be worth even more, you know? It's not like I'm dying for money or anything like that either. But there are some pretty simple cards that, especially if you were... Ooh, Gage has... He's holding his a pokemon card right now this is oh, this is my a... uh the trading card game two-player starter set from uh in 1998 nice right have, have you opened it yeah of course <laughs> i opened okay. it when i was like a little kid you think, I'm, <laughs> you think i got it when i was like seven and was like i'm never opening this i'm saving it forever <laughs> it'll be worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars one day i will never i have all the this. cards like in sleeves and stuff but the only thing that are in here are like the little there you go. marbles that i never touched yeah and uh the rule book and uh another rule book <laughs> there you go so they like pokemon cards man are just ridiculously expensive now well not expensive but you can trade them for a lot if you have some of the original ones which is cool because you know i don't know people like us right collected the living shit out of them man and there's even just some like basic cards even that are worth a lot so mitch do you remember like when pokemon 2000 the movie came out and when you bought it on vhs it came with that little like or no when you went to go see it in theater it came out they they gave you a mewtwo card yeah, that looked like holographic and very Japanese and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was all yeah. crazy looking. So those printed, and they all have like slight variations. But if you have one that has like very specific like letter spacing and everything, 
you actually could be sitting on a card that's worth like a couple hundred thousand dollars that they handed out free, like just for wow. going and seeing the movie. Yeah. Damn. So another card, um, the 2000 Pokemon Neo Genesis uh, first edition holographic Lugio card. That one's worth $144,000 if it's in a pristine uh, condition. Um, another one is going to be uh, Blastoise. If you have a holographic um, star hologram Blastoise, um, one just sold back in January of this year for $360,000. A fucking mortgage, bro. <laughs> you could Damn. buy a house with this Pokemon card. Damn. Mention it could be literally just sitting. Where are your Pokemon cards? No idea. Probably at mom and dad's. So, anyways, this was a great episode, and uh, I'll catch you guys later. Mitch, you just uh, wrap this up. I got to go to mom and dad's real quick. All right. <laughs> I'll be there first. What's, what's that? Okay. <laughs> I live closer I, uh, to their house, so uh, I'll be traveling. <laughs> no. Race, race you guys there. I don't know. I'm only like seven minutes away now. Oh, I forgot you moved. <laughs> yeah. Suckers. Well, I got a faster car. <laughs> you want to race sometime? Uh, It'd be for... a dead tie. <laughs> now you'd for... win. You're, sk- you're skinnier than me. I slow my car down. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got that weight advantage. Uh, Gage is like in the streets, like trying to rip out the car seats and like <laughs> back seats and the driver's seat. and Siphon just... the gas out of it. <laughs> Yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't know, Mitchell and Gage own the exact car, exact year. Probably, no. I don't know. Do you guys have the same No, mine's mileage? older. Yeah. I thought you guys both had the same year also. No? No, mine's a, a 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But they're both Never black. But they're both black. Tinted focuses. windows. Tinted windows. Yeah. Yep. So, and then... Obviously, the number one card that's ever sold for the most money in 1999 first edition Shadowless Holographic Charizard sold for $370,000 in December of 2020. Wow. Ridiculous. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's kind of sad. I always see all these pictures, people that have them like pristine condition in plastic, all nice and wrapped. It's been inspected. It has a nice little title card ranked you know whatever fucking pc P- psa 10 and uh psa if I open 10 up Poke- that's flawless if i open up my my fucking <laughs> pokemon cards everything's just like dented with slobber on it and fucking boogers <laughs> <laughs> it's discolored as shit and yeah i'm just like man i probably ruined that one yeah, PSA 10, though, absolutely flawless. And I think that there's something also about this card when it comes to the letter spacing, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. It's uh, Pokemon cards, man. I got I to gotta pull out my Pokemon cards and just take a look, see what I got hiding in there. I know that I've got two Charizard cards, and one of them is holographic. I just don't know if it's worth anything. You know, probably need to take it to, like, a professional, have them rank it, see what it's worth. So, Gage, what do you got? Oh, I got lots of stuff. Well, since we're talking about baseball cards, uh, we could talk about that. Or, I'm sorry, we're talking about trading cards. Let's talk about baseball cards. Uh, Let's see here. So, in August of 2021, a new record was set for the most expensive baseball card. It's a Honus Wagner card from 1911. And it was from the American Tobacco Company. And you got it free with a pack of cigarettes. And uh, yeah, oh, would shit. you guys like? Would you guys like to guess the cost? Three hundred thousand. Oh man, five hundred thousand. You're gonna have to guess again. Is that higher? higher? Yeah, oh, it's my higher. God. A million? Seven hundred thousand. Six point six million. Oh, <laughs> dude! And you got the card for free in a pack of smokes. <laughs> what the shit? Man, I guess smoking does pay off sometimes. I guess, you know? huh? I mean, I that guy died many... before he ever got the money from it, but eh, yeah, right. His grandkids are doing good. Yeah, I wonder how yeah. many kids like got that card from their dad or whoever and stuck it in their bike spokes. You know, <laughs> just sitting there getting beat up against <laughs> the little bike spokes. 
Yeah, that's probably why it's worth so much. Because if you find a good one from yeah. someone not doing that, that's why it's worth 6.6 .6 mil. Yeah. And the second most expensive baseball card was a Mickey Mantle. That is a, uh, a PSA 10. And uh, it sold, let's see, when did that sell? Oh, this year, it sold for $5.2 million. Holy oh shit. God. So the money is in the baseball cards. Clearly. Yeah. Um, another fun thing, not necessarily like trading card video game stuff, but the most expensive uh, Star Wars thing that was ever sold was a, a uh, let's see here. Well, there's a couple different things, but a R2-D2, the droid used in the first, you know, in episode four, it oh. was uh, sold for $2.76 million in Damn. 2017. Uh, Han Solo's blaster was sold for $550,000. Mm -hmm. yeah, a unpainted Boba Fett prototype sold for 25000 Damn. I know. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, all right. I got a good one. What would you guys say? How much would you pay for the most expensive Monopoly set? Mm -hmm. And it's not like an old set. It's like newer, but it's made of gold. Well, I'm, I'm not going to guess uh, because I actually had that pulled up too. So I know oh, what the number I'm gonna is. Guess, My I'm going to guess $2 million. All right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and close this tab. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to okay. guess $2 million, Gage. Shut up, a bitch. You're wrong. It's $20 million. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. I was literally going to talk about that because I was looking at this uh, Jewel Royal chess set for nine point eight million. I saw that too. Dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. But Dude. see, everybody knows Monopoly, so I figured Monopoly would be better to talk about. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, do you guys... Did you read the list, description guys... behind it? I did, but I've closed it now, so why don't you go ahead and read it? The entire board and figurines are all made from gold. The numbers on the dice are diamond studs, and the Monopoly money is made from gold paper, making your Monopoly money finally worth more than ordinary cash. God, Even if it still doesn't exactly count as legal tender. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Wow. I wish. Yeah. That's okay. Just insane. I guess last one I got from you guys for you guys. The most expensive car of all time. Oh it's man. It's a nineteen sixty two Ferrari two fifty GTO. Um That's gotta be like fifty million. Oh, I was gonna say like five hundred million. If not, like, a billion dollars. I'm guessing Robert maybe has this up on his tab, but it is no. $48.4 million. Boom. Boom. Nope. Damn. Didn't uh, look the, it up. Just the car, the car cost $18,000 in 1962. Uh, it sold for $48.4 million, and is currently the record for the most expensive car sold at auction. That is insane. Yeah. Damn. All right. I got a... Sorry, Gage. Or was that everything? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so I got a list of... And there's a good chance, Mitch, and I don't know, Gage, if you collected these or not, but Mitch, there's actually a very good chance Pause. we have... Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. I had that list up, too. <laughs> T.Y. Beanie Babies, baby. Dude, there's a very I know good we chance. had some of these. I know for a fact, so Humphrey the Camel, I know for a damn fact that we had Humphrey the Camel. Yep. He is worth $1,200 yep. right now. Um, I don't think we had Employee the Bear. Um, Nana the Monkey, who's worth $4,000, maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember Peace the Bear. Oh, yeah, we for sure had Peace the Bear. Yeah. It's just this like tie-dye bear with a little peace symbol peace on its symbol chest. On yep. It's worth 5000 Snort the Red Bull. Um, he looks very familiar, like we did have him. He's yeah, worth 6500 I, I had that one. I had that one, too. Uh, I got him for Christmas one year. Yeah. Gobbles gobbles the Turkey. I know for a fact that we have Gobbles the Turkey. Yep. He's worth $6,750. Um, Peanut the Elephant, not sure about that one. 7000 Halo the Bear, 7500 
And I know for a 100% damn fact, Mitch, that we have the McDonald's International Bears that are worth 10000 motherfucking dollars. Good. But, uh, that's not yeah. even the worst part. <laughs> we have way more expensive ones. <laughs> Uh, but I'm assuming that this is only if they're in pristine condition too, which you got to remember, dude, we chucked these things across the room. Like it was <laughs> oh, fucking oh, nothing. Yeah. And, and I mean, you guys like, used them the for dodgeball. Of all of them. <laughs> 100% dude, like stitching them back together. But I know for a damn fact that we have those McDonald's international bears. I'm just assuming we're not going to get $10,000 from them because it looks like they still have to be like within well, the packaging. And don't, we don't even have them. I'm pretty sure mom donated them all. I thought she has them all in a box in the crawl space. I don't think so, man. I think she I think she donated all of them to Goodwill or Children's Hospital. She always does that to us. She <laughs> donated our GameCube God. system to Children's Hospital too. Ridiculous, God. man. We had we had Iggy the Iguana, which is now fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. We one hundred percent had Iggy the Iguana. Yep. We may have had Hippity Hoppity and Floppity the Bunnies, which are $30,000. We definitely had Valentino the Bear. Well, so I don't know if you read, but this one, there is a certain batch of Valentino Bears that had their names misspelt inside the tag. And oh. that's why that one is $42,300. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. 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 There's a whole bunch of like, I'm looking at like snort ones too. Like yeah. there's one here for on sale right now for seventeen thousand because it has a tag error. Yeah, yeah. There's also one for seven dollars, with the tag still on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pe- people get their dicks so hard for stuff that's made wrong. <laughs> Gage, would you like to take a lucky guess on the most expensive? beanie baby and by the way it's not just one you have to have five of them in total to make this thing work but yeah it's a set set is it deal. is it like a it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card you gotta put them all together to get the maximum power <laughs> pretty much yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a bear leg it's, or two bear legs and two bear arms it's it's car it's called large wallace and his squad what how much do you want to guess this thing is worth it's- Seventy thousand, more. <sighs> Large Wallace and his squad. I have yeah. no idea. Two six two hundred thousand six hundred thousand dollars. What? Yeah, for that's what co- it's some worth. Cotton, <laughs> some cotton, some stuffing, and a fucking plastic tag that was printed wrong. So there's also was, uh, there's PVC pellets in there too. So yes, indeed. Topping the list is the most expensive Beanie Babies in the world is the Large Wallace and his squad. Similar to the 15-inch and 9-inch Peace Bear, this duo pack packs one hell of a punch when it comes to its value. For $600,000, you'll get a rare large-sized Wallace and two regular-sized Wallace, along with Cashew and Huggy. Apart from their exclusivity, there's nothing else that really adds to their value. Uh, (laughs) So if you got $600,000 laying around, you can... uh, fancy buying yourself a stupid bear <laughs> uh so moral of the story is uh what a hold on to your shit fucking waste all right let's uh let's take a step even further away from reality and talk about the most <laughs> expensive items sold in video games for real money oh okay. god i've heard about these yeah so it's primarily in it. I just want to ask this real quick, Mitch. It's primarily like just a couple of video games that really have conquered this whole thing. There's one in particular, though, where you can sell planets that I'm pretty sure holds one of the one of the records. I thought I mean, uh, I only see two video games that have uh, five places in it. And then there's, you know, five separate other games Okay, on this list. So item number 10, Uh, you guys remember the Diablo 3 auction house? Yes. Yeah. So uh, there was an item that was sold in November uh, 2012, the Echoing Fury Mace. Yep, 100%. It was sold uh, in the auction house for $12,000. 
and real life money. <laughs> My God. Yep. I don't. I'm this doesn't say if it was specifically stats. bought with twelve thousand dollars or whatever the equivalent was of gold in the auction house, but that was at least the value of it. Apparently, there was. No. I, I read another thing that there was some guy that was apparently making thirty six thousand dollars a month selling items on the auction yeah. house. So in in Diablo Man, you could purchase either in game currency gold. You could actually swap it over to US dollars and you could purchase items in US dollars in the auction house when it first started. So I'm guessing and then they, that, that they got rid of that after maybe a year or two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because the problem is that people were so good at buying and selling as just like a market and people turned it into a money making machine and they got rid of the value of the game of not really like going out searching for shit, whatever. And then it just turned into Okay, you know, buy low when people are, don't realize what, you know, they could be holding on to and then sell it for a shitload of money and shit like this happened and then Blizzard kind of lost their their value though. But anyways, continue on. So the uh, number nine item on the list, are you guys familiar with EVE Online? EVE no. Online? Yeah. So, so EVE Online kind of is a... a it's a, a space simulator and massive multiplayer online role-playing game that was released in May 2003. It's an expansive game, and there are many different activities that users can do, like mini, mini, must mean mining, trade, manufacturing, and even combat. I mean, yeah, if you guys have ever heard, like, there are, like, EVE Online battles, people will join yeah. online factions that have, like, thousands and thousands of players, and they will go battle other people so you would get like thousands and thousands of people in a server you know in some space in this universe battling each other yeah so uh in november 2015 a powerful alliance in the game called hard knocks spelt k-n-o-c-k-s although they say that the n is silent <laughs> because you know Okay. They bought the yeah. blueprints to construct a Keepstar Citadel, which is essentially a Death Star. Sweet. And it took three months in real time to build and is 956,792 square yards. It's big enough that uh, the largest ships in the game called Titans can dock in it. Wow. Okay. Uh, the price tag on that was $15,000. Jesus. Yeah, could you imagine being so invested in a game with your friends that you, like, yeah, guys, we got to build the Death Star. We got to spend $15,000 to build the Death Star. Yeah, like, dude, talk about a uh, really shitty hourly rate on, on that exchange, though. You said it took him exactly three months to build that? Yeah. So, just doing some uh, quick math here. That is about if, and I guess how, how? Wait, you're you're assuming that you're like splitting that money with like I don't know three, four friends, even though it was a thousand people oh, that built it. No, it it was probably so it was either probably split between like some of the leaders of the faction, but the faction is probably like a couple Thousands. thousand people. Yeah. So I mean, okay, if you so, got it split between everyone, it you know it might only be like ten bucks per person. Well, if it was just the one guy who sold it and he got all the money, he was making about 31 bucks an hour doing yeah. that ish, which I guess isn't like terribly bad. But the second that you split that three ways, $10 an hour, split it even more, you're talking like nothing. But anyways, that's that's still that's a lot of money for uh something that's not actually yeah, tangible. Yeah. Know, just video game, whatever. Hey, people uh game is life yep all right what else you got um i got a good one. Oh, i don't mean to interrupt okay. no go ahead uh <laughs> uh the most valuable cereal and not like a box of cereal but like a, a piece of cereal there was a cornflake that sold for one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars uh because it looked like the state of illinois what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
dude what i heard did you guys hear about the cheeto that looked like the statue of liberty that yeah. sold for like no a ridiculous amount of money just this was literally just like a year ago or something <laughs> yeah there was a cheeto that was like shaped like the statue of liberty or something it sold for like a ridiculous amount of money i'm looking it up this huh. this is i like this one uh so it's from a game called age of wulin which is a another free-to-play game like eve online the item was called sword that's it just sword just sword just yep. sword sold for sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what was the uh that south park episode where uh the world of warcraft episode where randy gets the uh what's the sword called that they bring to him oh Do you gosh. remember that one yeah i can't remember what it's called all right. Yeah. While you guys while you guys look that up, I am on eBay oh, sword, right now. Sword of a Thousand Truths. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> so there is legit, dude, an entire section of eBay that's dedicated to selling Cheetos that look like things. Doesn't even here's a, a Cheeto that looks like the Statue of Liberty. Currently on eBay for twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, here's a flaming hot Cheeto shaped like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, twenty thousand dollars. Here's another Cheeto. <laughs> here's a huge three inch flaming hot Cheeto shaped like a penis, forty two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right, Mitch. Can I want to? I want to hear this, these other in-game video, video game. Um, the most Failed. expensive skin sold in Counter-Strike Global Offensive was a Karambit Crimson Web. It sold for thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, could you imagine paying thirty thousand dollars just for a fucking weapon skin? Dude, maybe if I was just filthy, filthy rich, bored as fuck, didn't it, care whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you know, if he, that sounds like something, uh, yeah, just someone, I guess, bored out of their mind or, uh, what's his face from, from YouTube, Mr. Beast would do just for shits and giggles, make someone's day, you know? Yeah. Right. But it's like, I mean, and there's it, pretty much everything on this list, like has some kind of feature to it mm-hmm. or like function. This is literally just a skin. It's just something to look at. Yeah. In a game. And you spend $30,000 to buy it. Uh, if we, we skip a couple other things, I like this one. The game Second Life. I'm sure you guys know Second Life, right? Someone sold... Is that, is that still around? Uh, that as of from, 2017, like... there were over 23,000 regions in the game. Making up 595 square miles. Jesus. Jesus. It's about the size of Rwanda and El Salvador. <laughs> so it, it must okay. be... Uh, Still going. Still a thing. Someone sold Amsterdam for the price tag of fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> what? Yeah, someone bought Amsterdam Dude. and Second Life for fifty thousand dollars. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, so that's item number four, and item number three, we literally jump up a hundred thousand dollars, and okay. this uh, game takes up the next three places. So it's this game called Entropia Universe. Entropia Universe is is a massively multiplayer online virtual universe that was released in 2003. The game has its own economy called Project Entropia Dollars, or PED, and every American dollar is worth 10 PED. This, This allows people to buy items and even property in the game, kinds of like the Oasis in Ready Player One. People even make a decent living owning areas of the game because users will pay to visit them and perform tasks. Uh, what makes Entropia so unique, unique is that if someone chooses to leave the game or wants to withdraw their PED, they can convert it back to American conser- currency and withdraw. So uh, let's see. This item is called Monria. One of the most expensive uh, items purchased was an entire moon called Monria. In April of 2013, it was purchased for $150,000. Yeah. 
I've heard about this game before, man. I thought about getting into it when I heard about all this kind of stuff and the crazy amount of money people were making and how it's like passive income. And I was just like, I don't want this to become like dangerous, though, you know? Yeah. Get obsessed with it and end up getting divorced because my wife is like, fucking tired of you playing Entropia. This is bullshit. I mean, people apparently make a living off of this, so. Could you imagine? It's like. 100%. Oh, what what do you do for a living? Yeah, I manage a moon in Entropia. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I run a moon. I run a moon. How, how much oh. do you make running a moon? Oh, 250000 a year. Oh. <laughs> Just shoot myself at that point. Like, cool. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. The second most expensive item sold in the game. Uh, let's see. Uh is the Crystal Palace pl- Space Station. The Crystal Palace debuted in 2004 in one of two space stations that orbit around the game's first planet, Calypso. In 2009, it went up for auction and was purchased by a Canadian user named Eric Novak, a.k.a. Buzz Eric Lightyear, who spent $330,000 on it. Canadian, eh? Yeah, some Canadian <laughs> really loved that game. Let's see. Because of the game's economy, (laughs) the space station actually generates revenue since people pay to hunt and mine in the space dome. Yep. I was talking about passive income, man. You just leave your computer on all night, just let the money kind of just pour in while you sleep, and people go hunt and mine on your planet. Yeah. And the Uh, number one item from, again, the same game... Is a place called Club Never Die. Club Never Die is located on an asteroid that orbits around planet Calypso. The asteroid was purchased in 2005 by one of the game's biggest celebrities, Never Die, aka American John Jacobs. He spent a he spent one hundred thousand dollars to buy it, and Jacobs, who has his own theme song, had to take out a mortgage on his house. <laughs> How do you explain that to your wife? <laughs> but, baby, listen. listen. We can buy an asteroid. Do Lin- you understand? Linda, 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 listen. Listen, Linda. Uh, <laughs> On the asteroid, Jacobs built biodomes, a nightclub, a stadium, a mall, and a mall. At its peak, Club Never Die was generating 200000 a year, and Jacobs didn't have any employees. So he, all he had to do was check in every so often. What? I hate my life. I'm gonna <laughs> just end it right now. Ridiculous. Oh my God. We shouldn't have done this episode. I'm just getting oh, mad. Hold on. Getting mad by the second, dude. <laughs> hold on. It's not over. No. He, he ended up selling the nightclub in five pieces. In total, he made $635,000 from the sale. God. Poor guy. Barf. Fucking <laughs> barf, bro. Oh, it doesn't All say right. when he sold it, though. So, I mean, in, in 2005, he bought the asteroid, and then after built all that stuff on it, he was making 200000 a year. I mean, you suppose he owned it for like a decade, you know, made, made a nice cool $2 million, literally not doing shit. I was like, eh. Yeah. Time to hang up the old gaming mouse. <laughs> time to sell the nightclub. Time to go spend some time with my kids. They've gotten old and they've graduated already, but I'm done with these nightclubs. <laughs> I'm tired of all these late nights partying. It really gets all to right. me. I got one last thing that I wanted to share with you guys. I just sent you guys links to ridiculously expensive... A ridiculously expensive mouse and keyboard, but it's probably one of the coolest mouse and keyboards that I've ever found online that at least personally I fucking absolutely love. This is a telegraph mouse. So you know what a telegraph is, right? Yep. When you send like SOS, you know, and you're just like do 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 That's Morse code. Well, you're using Morse code, but you use the telegraph in order to do that, right? So someone made a mouse out of replicating like a telegraph machine so 
the mouse pad where your palm rests is made out of leather and then the buttons is like two of those little telegraph like buttons and then there's a keyboard to match it that looks fucking way sick dude and these aren't the most expensive things ever they're not crazy crazy expensive but the keyboard is like $550, and surprisingly, though, the mouse is $1,000. Somehow the mouse is far more expensive than the keyboard. I'm not too sure how that works, but usually that is 100% backwards. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we could make this in our garage. Yeah, right? Probably. Right? You'd think so. It's not that cool. I like it a lot. And then if you look, you can even, there's monitors to kind of go with it, too, that are like super super classic with all this kind of stuff so totally random random as shit just found these when i was like doing all this uh expensive crap research this was they're very they're very steampunk kind of that kind of look yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah so this was on a uh another list that was sitting next to a gold laptop a fully gold laptop that was worth twenty thousand dollars a pc that was made like 15 years ago that only had like one terabyte of memory but it was the entire case was made of gold and diamonds that was worth like five hundred thousand dollars and then they had a platinum edition that had even more diamonds made out of silver that was worth seven hundred thousand seven hundred thousand dollars and then lastly there was one pc that looked like it was in a crate that came straight out of a movie that had 40 terabytes of memory an incredibly impressive cpu and that thing was boasting like two million dollars for this pc with this custom case so and i just happened to find this uh this mouse and uh, keyboard on there too that was kind of cool a little interesting so do you guys got anything else i had one more thing the most expensive coin Okay, it was sold this year oh in June. It's a 1933 Double Eagle, which is a United States coin. Yep. <clears throat> How much would you pay for that? 25 cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks. It's solid gold. Uh, Solid gold. It's actually 90% gold and 10% copper, but, you know. I guess it has to be worth, like, millions, right? Maybe. It's um, in case you're wondering, it's 33 grams. Okay. Um, God, and it was made. What year did you say it was made? 1933. Uh, Ten million. I, there, I don't, so okay, I so there's only gold literally value. gold. There's like not even two thousand dollars of gold in the yeah. coin. Um. Yeah, but it was made back in the 30s, and I'm assuming there's not many of them out there. I'm, I'm going to guess something ridiculous, like 20 million, 25 million. I don't know. Mitch? 10 million. Yeah. $18.9 million. God damn. <laughs> uh, fuck! It's ridiculous. If, if only I was alive back then to find that coin and hold on. There's only until now. 20 in the world, an estimated 20 in the world. Jesus. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Let me yep. tell you guys about the two most expensive TVs in the world. Okay. So the uh, second most expensive TV is called the Titan Zeus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it so far. <laughs> the uh, screen size is 370 inches. Uh, comes with features such as a dynamic CGI aquarium that can turn into a fish tank. Wild. It also comes with motion <laughs> tracking and touches technology. Okay. Let's see. Titan launched this giant right before FIFA World Cup 2014. Fun fact. If you sometimes happen to be in Canes in the nearest future, you can actually check this TV at one of the seafront hotels. Okay. Uh, Let's see. 65 billion colors are featured in this bad boy. Which I, are there even 65 million colors that exist? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I only know like eight. That's how many came in my cran box. Yeah. yeah. I, I know the color wheel, which has like eight. How many more do you need? 
how much do you guys think this TV costs? Hundred million. No. Yeah, that's very high. It's uh, five million. Okay. I was gonna say four. It's only one point six million. Huh? That's pocket change. I can oh, almost wow. afford that. Yeah. I could maybe afford that when I'm about to die. That's great news. Three hundred and seventy inches. In case you're wondering, a 10-bit color system can create uh, uh, over 1 billion colors. That's Now that's Mitchell lot. knows. Now just Mitchell so you know. knows. So just a couple more than eight. I mean, okay, you guys name more than like a thousand. I'll wait. <laughs> I mean, there's blue. <laughs> uh, light, light blue. Light blue. Light blue. Dark blue. Medium blue. Dark blue, really Sky blue, blue, baby blue. Uh, bluish yellow, bluish green, bluish red, bluish right. purple. The most expensive TV in the world is called the Stuart, Stuart Hughes Prestige HD Supreme Rose Edition. Huh. The Stuart Hughes Prestige HD Supreme Rose Edition, Edition is an ultra-lavish product. The TV is covered with 28 kilograms of gold and 18 kilos of rose gold. Rose Edition comes with the most precious stones you can ever imagine, such as sunstone and amethyst. It also comes with alligator skin. It has 72 what? round cut diamonds. And what makes this television stand out, if it didn't stand out enough, is that the alligator skin has been hand sewn on the inner screen layer. What? What? Yeah. Why? I just. I don't understand what, uh... why. What's the resolution on this screen? Did you say? Uh, this is it, is it 4K? This has least? not said. <laughs> it hasn't said. It's it's. I, I mean, it's literally just all the stuff that goes on it that I think makes it so expensive. Hmm. One fun fact is that the Stuart Hughes is the company responsible for bringing the world's most expensive console, a Wii containing two thousand five hundred grams of gold and diamond buttons. Well, thank God. I'd rather take cocaine inside of it. That sounds boring. Boo on the golden diamonds. You hit the disc eject button, it just spits a line out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Boof. It just spits a bunch of cocaine in your face. Here is your line, sir. (laughs) This uh, Stuart Hughes Prestige HD Supreme Rose Edition is worth $2.26 million. Jeez. Oh my god. Well, this has been a great episode of just naming off shit I will never afford in my entire life. Yeah. And it was a great episode that showed me everything that I probably used to own worth a lot of money that I either mm-hmm. gave away, sold, or destroyed in my life. So it really warms my heart knowing that, Mitch, we probably could be filthy rich right now, but you know. <laughs> But your mom gave it all away. My mom gave it away to Children's Hospital. Those damn like sick kids taking all our money. Yeah. yeah. They so took our money. you take anything away from this episode, it's to hoard all your shit. 100%. Stop giving hold it away. It. Don't sell it. Just hold on to everything. You have no idea how much it'll be worth one day. Yep. And then when so. you die, all your kids and grandkids have to go through all of your stuff. And yep. they say... Why did Grandpa keep this? Well, I listened to this podcast once. <laughs> and they told me I should hoard my shit. Back in 2021, I was listening to Mitch, and he told me to hold on to my beanie babies. Why ask me why when you can sell this cum-covered Yu-Gi-Oh card and go buy one of the moons of Saturn? You ungrateful little fuck. Oh, Jesus. But... If there's anything, though, that I've learned in the past week, nothing is more impressive than Elon Musk and all of his stupid bullshit and capping out and creating new records of making $36 billion in one day and officially becoming the richest man in the entire world and in all of human history, now sitting at a cool $300 billion. Pretty fucking ridiculous. Whatever. So I could care less what he does. I got like $30 in my wallet. Yeah. He could buy literally everything that we just listed on the entire list like 100 times over. Yep, pretty much. So, 
Anyways, thanks for joining us on another episode of Tech Brews Games. Be sure to go over to anchor.fm, go to our support page. Um, you know, whatever. Doesn't matter what you donate. We'll never afford anything that we just listed off. So, you know, but if you want to give us a dollar, uh, that'd be great. Maybe, uh, maybe we could actually afford some food for, you know, my starving children or maybe, uh, Gage who's also starving or Mitchell who eats top ramen for dinner. At least I'm not starving. (laughs) True down. He at least has food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at least has food. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Cheers. Later.